Hey, this is Logan Eason, Vice President and Director of Marketing for Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Beasley Realtors. And this is Kiria Jeffries, Executive Vice President and Broker in Charge. You're listening to Call to Reaction, where we react to real life real estate situations. We react to your contract, marketing and negotiation conundrums, so you can be proactive in your business. Okay, let's get started. Yes, number two, episode two of Call to Reaction. Dang it. And today we're going to be talking about... Kind of an extension of our conversation from week one. Okay, great. Our solar power problem. Yes, the solar power problem, part two. Part two. Part two. So we started talking about earnest money a little bit. Yes. And um, in our experience, we found that agents have some questions and so we wanted to dig really deep into get into the weeds about earnest money and what it is how you get it back if you need it back Mm -hmm. and um kind of the difference in earnest money in south carolina versus georgia okay sounds good all right so uh, a little bit about earnest money what is it so earnest money is a good faith deposit from the buyer um towards the consummation of a transaction, right? Uh, Earnest money is not required for a contract to be valid. However, it is just a form of good faith payment. Um, So sellers know that you're serious about going through with the transaction. So in our case with the solar power problem, it was a South Carolina listing and South Carolina laws are, again, a little different than we have here in Georgia. So that, particular case made it all the way to termination. So we're gonna talk a little bit about how you can educate your buyers about earnest money, what it is, how you can get it back, or even if you can get it back, okay. or the circumstances under which you can get it back. So in South Carolina, they have a wonderful form. It's form 620. It is called the earnest money disclosure. Well, there you go. So there you go, right? <laughs> so I'm letting you know right up front, these are the only two ways that you could get your earnest money back. You know, of course, we we would love for all transactions to close, but the truth of the matter is they just don't, you know? So you have to let your buyers know and your sellers know upfront, these are the only two ways that earnest money can be refunded. Number one is if both buyer and seller agree. Mm-hmm. And like we said last week, how often do buyers and sellers actually agree? Right. Especially when it comes to somebody giving and getting their money back. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. To saying I'm not going to buy your house now. Right. Yeah, so I don't know about that. Yeah. And I want my money back. Right. So in South Carolina, either both buyer and seller have to agree in writing or there must be a court order. So you got to go to court and allow a judge to decide who gets their earnest money back. And I don't know about you, but I don't like going to court. Right. No, you know? no, I don't. <laughs> the additional cost and, you right. know, um, and who knows how long it will take for you to get your money back. Mm-hmm. So when you are entering into a contract in South Carolina, it is very, very important that you understand um, that if this contract does not close, you may or may not get your money back depending on the circumstances. Okay. So that is a great thing to do. Second, if we've gotten to the point in the contract for this particular solar power problem, the buyers realize that they want to be released from the contract. Mm-hmm. They found out some additional information 
that caused some issues with their loan and they and that caused some additional issues and they want to get out. So in South Carolina form 518 is the release of agreement. So you can't just say I'm walking away. The seller has to agree to release you mm-hmm. from the contract. Uh, also in that document, it also addresses earnest money and how it should be returned, right? So this is the document you use. Um, and again, if the buyers and sellers don't agree, and there's another form. Oh my goodness. Because there's always a there's form. Always for a that, form right? Right? There's always a form, right? There's a form for that. So then comes the notice of termination. That's form 313 in South Carolina. So basically, this notice of termination says, hey, we can't agree. So this I'm serving you notice that I'm going to take this to court. Or I'm going to see an attorney about what my next steps are. So uh, if you are representing a buyer or seller in a transaction such as this and you receive a uh, you are issuing a notice of termination, this is a unilateral communication. Um, either party can deliver it. If you issue a termination as an agent, you should instruct your buyer or seller, whoever you're representing, that they need to see an attorney. OK, they need to know exactly what the consequences are of how they decide to move forward. Mm-hmm. If you're a seller, can I put my house back on the market? even though I have this situation lingering with this contract. Because if I haven't released you, Mm -hmm. we are still legally in a binding contract. contract. Right. So you need to to have them talk to an attorney to see how they want to move forward. And that's where we ended up with the solar power problem. Um, So the seller did seek an attorney to see how he could remedy the situation. And later come to find out that there were issues with them getting financing for the loan. Mm, mm -hmm. Okay. So the buyer had issues with financing. The lender reached out to communicate that, um, sent a denial letter because you have to have a denial letter for the, um, from the finance company. And in that case, the seller reconsidered and signed a release. Right. Because they could not get financing. So ultimately they were able to get their earnest money back. Okay, so I think just from from the onset, I think the best way is to just always over communicate. You got to let people know what they're getting into up front, making sure that you are explaining every contract, every part of the contract, every form to your buyers and sellers. So they understand what can happen Mm -hmm. under these under any type of circumstances. Um, And a little bit that's different in Georgia. Yeah. And I was uh, I guess we can dive on into yeah it. i was gonna say what if this if this problem had happened in georgia yeah. kind of what would we what would be the resolution would it be would it go down a little bit differently um yes it, do, it is a little bit different in georgia so in georgia when you are under your period of due diligence which is the time for the buyer to conduct all of their inspections you know get that's your information gathering time mm-hmm. um anytime during due diligence a buyer has the right to terminate for any reason whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. It can be, I changed my mind. It could be, I didn't like the inspection. Does not matter. Full freedom to terminate and get their full earnest money returned to them. Okay. okay? Um, now, at this point, we if we use the solar power problem as an example in Georgia, they had already gone beyond due diligence. They were beyond appraisal. You know, they were reaching the point where the CD was about to be issued. You know, where they were still in underwriting. So at that point, you have to look at the reason why they want to terminate. So in this particular case, because the lender could not close the loan, according to the financing contingencies in Georgia, 
that allows them to terminate and receive their honest money. Gotcha. So it would be, you don't have to go to court. Okay. In Georgia, um, you know that's not the immediate remedy in Georgia. Right. So the finance and contingency released them in Georgia, um, and all would have been well. Now, if if it didn't close for any other reason outside of the buyer not being able to get financing or the seller not being able to procure a clear title, mm-hmm. then. Then yes, then we got a problem. Then we start to go into other then we themes. Going but, into other remedies right, right. But with with this particular to problem, yes. the 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 you said you said the financing contingency. Yes. Would have would have been the thing. Well, that's interesting. That's a lot of, a lot of info, information. Right? Yeah, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time. I think that's that's enough for today. Is it enough? That is uh, that is more than enough. <laughs> so right. good deal. So uh, so hey, thanks for thanks for reacting again yeah, to the solar fun. solar problem part two. Um, and uh, you know everybody who's listening, if you guys don't mind, just subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Um, give us a review, like us. You know, like review, comment, tell us what you think. And uh, and we'll be back to visit with you again next week. Sounds great. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for reacting with us today. We would love to hear from you. If you have a situation you want us to react to, send us an email at info at bhhsbeasleyrealtors.com. That's info at bhhsbeazleyrealtors.com. Or use the link in the show notes. Copyright 2020 BHH Affiliates LLC, an independently owned and operated franchise of BHH Affiliates LLC. Berkshire Hathaway Home Services and Berkshire Hathaway Home Services symbol are registered service marks of Columbia Insurance Company, a Berkshire Hathaway affiliate. Equal housing opportunity.